Welcome to the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, and as a shamanic brand strategist, my mission is to help sacred disruptors and leaders of the golden age to honor their journey, reclaim their power, and revolutionize the world with their medicine. Because you've answered the call to move the masses with your medicine, this sacred space is here to help you nourish your online empire as you activate a legacy of integrity, wealth, and overall sovereign embodiment. Remember, it all comes down to you honoring the journey and trusting the process. So I invite you to join me every week as I share with you conversations and transmissions with some of today's leading sacred disruptors who are on mission to be part of the solution. Now's the time for you to cultivate the business and life of your desires. So allow the medicine of the Sovereign Society to inspire you to lead with intention. Let's dive in because the world is ready for your medicine. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio. If you're new here, welcome. So excited to see you or hear you and just be here with you. And if you're coming back, uh, so great to have you here. So I don't know about you, but holiday season's in full swing. And we had such an interesting week with the Black Friday whole experience and The whole thing just really showed me that, you know what, you don't have to follow the rules of what's going on. You get to do what feels right to you as you're running your online empire. And for me, I was so exhausted from seeing so many emails from every company I've bought with or every person I'm on their email list that I was like, you know what, I don't need to do a Black Friday sale. I can do a sale whenever I want. And that's what I'm going to be doing for 1212 to honor Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mother Mary. It's the Mother Mary Feast Day. I got my Mother Mary tattoo last year on 1212. And, you know, that to me just feels a little more alignment in alignment than following the capitalistic trends that, you know, society has conditioned us that we have to do. And so it's really amazing because this episode, mind you, it's the first guest I've had uh, since I've been back recording podcasts. And it's been an episode that's been in the vault. I recorded this a while ago with Gina DeVee, someone I truly appreciate and value and respect and someone I'm just so excited for you to hear more about her medicine and In this episode, we're just talking a lot about creating a business of pleasure and knowing that you have the ability to own your throne of your online empire because being a business owner doesn't mean you have to suppress the divine feminine that flows through you. Owning a business is one of the most important times for you to allow both the divine feminine and the divine masculine to flow out through you and to be your expression. So recognize that this is the perfect time to embrace this energy and just really allow yourself to be a true queen to all my ladies out there. And the thing is, is that you must trust this energy and continue to have faith in the divine's plan and in divine timing because God is your business partner and spirituality is your superpower. And so through alignment and sovereign embodiment, you and your business can only grow to its greatest potential. And so again, I have Gina DeVee here and we're talking all about embracing your faith and pleasure in order to be a true queen when running your business. And 
you know, really being in the space of surrender as you run your online empire. That can mean trusting the divine plan when it doesn't go your way, which is something we talked about. It can be the journey of becoming a queen through alignment and sovereign embodiment and really embracing both the divine masculine and divine feminine within when it comes to being a queen and allowing yourself to own your throne because this is the way that women now, women entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs are doing business and they're prioritizing pleasure. And you know what? You go, girl. (laughs) We also talked about optimizing collaboration and goal setting and raising rates when needed and the importance of community fixing each other's crowns, which I still believe community building is going to be one of the greatest things of 2023. Mark my words in business, but we talk about that and so much more. So if you've never heard of Gina DeVee, she's a published author accomplished speaker, podcast host, business coach, and she's a self-made multimillionaire entrepreneur. And she's dedicated her career to helping women connect spiritually and start profitable businesses and really create wealth from a feminine perspective and become really highly visible so that they can make a global impact. And you know me, I'm all about sacred disruptors who are here to shake shit up and revolutionize the world. So Gina's own journey from struggling to a psychotherapist who lived at home with her parents to a globe-trotting entrepreneur has led her to founding her women's empowerment group, Divine Living. And we have such an amazing time in this conversation. It's funny, I, I have her book and I remember, like, I have a signed copy of her book. And this was something I was so excited to share with her that I had the audacity to be queen. And if you want to check it out, you can check out the show notes um, for a link for you to purchase it. But the whole thing here is just that, you know, this is your life and you have every right to unapologetically manifest the life that you want. And while people outside of you may not be able to understand or really are there projecting their own beliefs or whatever, the key here is to stay true to you. And this is the thing that I just really want you to embrace and honor. And this is something we really talk about in this episode. So if you want to support the Sovereign Society podcast so I can continue sharing with you this medicine and these resources and just these amazing conversations, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us get the boost the algorithm up. Leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Share with your friends. And just I invite you just to be interactive. I'm Like I said, I'm very excited to be back with the podcast. The fact that this is my first guest since I've been extremely sick is a blessing. And I'm so excited for you to just be inspired by this episode to dream big and just manifest the life that you desire because why not? So without further ado, let's talk with Gina DeVee talking all about owning your throne of your online empire. Enjoy. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm really excited. I've been waiting for this conversation because I have Gina DeVee here with me. And here's a fun fact. I actually have a signed copy of her book, The Audacity to be Queen. And it's really amazing because literally right after I'm done recording this episode, I'm going back into the editing process of my book. And this was a book that like when I got it in my hand, it really showed that it's possible for me to have a really beautifully designed book with like other fonts and <laughs> and just like really beautiful like chapter 
uh, images and whatnot. Cause you know, someone as a brand strategist, like graphic design, and there's a lot of energy behind that piece of it. Um, and I think when you read a book like this, that's really in- inspiring you to go after what you want and to really embody the truth, especially for the women out there that you are a queen, like you have every right to live and design the life that you deserve or that you desire really you can do that so I just I just want to say thanks for being that inspiration of like hey I can have like a really beautiful book and have it be in alignment with the things that I'm passionate about with branding uh so Mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you for that how could you not have a really beautiful book I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's been interesting because like I said, we've been pushing back this conversation for so long because I've been navigating through so many health issues. Um, but I think like there's no accident that I'm, I'm talking with you and then going back into the book editing process for me, um, or I'm really focused on helping people cultivate that foundation as who they are spiritually and to really balance their own inner masculine and feminine and really heal their inner child. And I know so much of your history as a psychotherapist in the back in the past and like you're, you've really transformed um, your practice. I know when you first started doing a lot of marriage and, and family therapy, you know, there's, I think there's a real uh, piece of like our purpose and what we're here to do and it will continuously evolve. But when you can start mm-hmm. to really put the pieces together from like the things that first inspired you, you'll understand like the bigger calling and the greater sacred why. So I'm curious to hear, you know, what was the time for you to be like, Hey, I'm ready to shift gears. I'm ready to step up. I'm ready to own my power. I'm ready to own my worth and to, and from that space, once I've really anchored and believe that in myself, share that out with the world as well. It's a beautiful question. Um, at which stage? Because I feel like there was that at all the different junctures. You know, life is such a transition, and you know, there was there was my transition from when I first started out as a broke, struggling psychotherapist, uh, living at home, seventy five thousand dollars in debt. I was thirty years old, um, living with my parents in the suburbs of Detroit, off of two thousand dollars a month. And so there was that first transition of there's, there's got to be something more like this is not sustainable. And so I moved to LA to become a life coach. Um, and then I started really transforming my money story when I started my business. Then when I started, started my business, there was like really charging my worth and getting more comfortable with visibility and getting out of codependency. So I think that each stage there was such a, a combination of reclaiming my my true self and my whole self and my most empowered self, but we know it's about consciousness, right? And you can only claim what you are conscious of. And um, even right now, I am in very much. I mean, I don't know who isn't in their next evolutionary stage post pandemic. We all stop to say, "What am I doing with my life?" And what mm-hmm. like is my career really inspired? And are the people that I'm surrounding myself with really like bringing my heart joy and feeling expansive and growthful and safe and fun? Um, you know, so growth is, is an awesome, awesome thing. And it's not always easy, but it is always worth it. 
Yeah. When you're saying it's not always easy, because I think we also live in a society of social media now where people only show their highlight reels. But I think it's also important to remember that there are highs and lows in life. But the challenges that we've been able to overcome, those are the pieces that are not only cultivates a deeper level of compassion for ourselves and others, but I think there's just, it shows a lot more empathy when you navigate through the world. And in a way, like if you've been able to figure out like, Hey, I've conquered this. Now I want to help other people. I really think that's how we really raise the collective consciousness of the planet and really help heal humanity as a whole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we're moving so much more into the age of, you know, Aquarius now, and the the power of the feminine is about we, and the masculine is really about I. So I've seen, like, I'm just even seeing my own business model change, where it was like, you know, me bringing products and services and masterminds and events out into the world. And now it's much more collective and collaborative and much more in community than ever before. I totally agree. And I know, you know, being, you're talking about the pandemic and I think it was a time for deep reflection for a lot of us. I mean, I mean, for you, you launched a book and then the pandemic hit. So I'm sure Mm -hmm. there was also that opportunity to be in surrender of knowing like, Hey, like you have one idea of how something's supposed to go, but Mm -hmm. God has another plan. So I'm curious to hear how that journey was for you, where you ha- were expecting one thing with the book being yeah. public, like like the book tour or whatever, and then the pandemic mm-hmm. hit, and then you ha- like there was a whole other path. Like, how was that experience for you, and how, what did you grow? Like, how did you grow from that? It was humbling. Yes, if you wait 20 years to publish your first book and you launch it on March 3rd, 2020. <laughs> You've got some, you've got some inner work to do, sister. Um, (laughs) One of the exercises, so, you know, I had like an international book tour planned and I had media and I had, you know, visions of myself, you know, in studio, you know, talking about the audacity to be queen um, and to see it all literally because, you know, I don't know who remembers exactly, but it's like, it all kind of like, was like, whatever, there's this thing happening in China. There's this thing happening in Europe. It felt for, and then all of a sudden, if you were in like New York or even the East coast, especially, it was like every week in the last couple of weeks of February and the first week of March. And then every, like, it was like, this isn't really happening. No, this is actually happening. So there's one of the, so my book is basically, you know, it is about being a queen, which means you're not you don't get to be a princess and you don't get to be a martyr and you don't get to be a victim. There's a lot of mm-hmm. fun archetypes where we can see ourselves. And one of the exercises that I talk about in the book is it doesn't matter what it is in your life. You, you can say one of my spiritual practices is I'm thrilled. This is happening because, mm. and in some of the darkest times of my life, because I know that spirit is always working for our good, nothing bad per se can be happening to us. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm thrilled this is happening because and I was like I, you know I had a choiceless choice in that moment you know to to take my own medicine and to to walk the path mm-hmm. and I was like I'm thrilled my book tour just got canceled because you know I'm thrilled that like you know I, I worked so hard to get a, tra- a, a traditional book deal with a top five publisher in New York City so that my book would be in airports and Walmart and Target and Barnes and Noble. And it was in all those places. It's just that no people were uh, at the time. <laughs> Ghost and, towns. <laughs> you know, I like, I was like, 
there, there's, I was getting emails like your book is in target. And I was like, but I don't get to go sign them. But anyway, so I did, I'm thrilled. This is happening because, and it took me a minute. It, this one wasn't as instantaneous as some of the others, but I was like, I'm thrilled this is happening because, well, I wrote the book so that people would read it, not just make book sales. And when are people sitting home reading more than ever than right now? Okay. And I wanted it to be a message of hope and healing and inspiration. When do people need that more than now? I was like, okay, I'm thrilled this is happening because I wanted to go do a bunch of media and go be in studio. And I was willing to, on my own dime, fly around the US or the world even, and like wake up at three o'clock in the morning to hit the morning shows by five with hair and makeup. And like, well, I got to call my publicist and be like, get me Chicago, get me New York, get me Austin, get me San Francisco, like whatever, because everything was done from Zoom from the comfort of your own home. So I didn't have to get on flights and eat a bunch of like, you know, not great airport food and, and all that. I got to you know, be in the comfort of my home. Uh, you know, when you continue to look at like, okay, I'm thrilled this happened because well, I wanted to do the in-person book signings and all of that, which are basically expensive vanity projects. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I would still do them and I think that they're super fun. Um, you know, I didn't have a podcast tour planned at the time. It just wasn't, I didn't have a podcast at the time and I wasn't into the whole podcast thing. I was into media and in-person events and I switched into the podcast tour. It's like, it doesn't matter who you are, how many people you can pack in a room never is going to compare to even one medium sized podcast download listener. You know, you're not going to have thousands and thousands and thousands of people at that book signing. So, you know, it all did when I just did that one exercise that I wrote about, um, it really turned it around quite quickly for me and got me out of a lot of unnecessary pain and suffering. Well, and I'm sure that's amazing. And I'm sure it took a lot of time because I know if there's, if you're the feminine side of someone is still injured or has been, um, dissociated or put on the back burner, it may be really hard for them to see that because there can be a lot of that victim mentality. Like you said, like the damsel, like in distress, who's going to come and save her. Mm -hmm. So I think in that sense, it's just like, when you, to me, like being a queen is knowing that like your needs are going to be taken care of as well. And there's a divine, um, knowing and that relationship. And I think there was a lot of that, that also came from the pandemic. Like personally, I, I feel what's happening. Cause like, while the external world is just like batshit crazy right now, <laughs> I think what's happening is that there's a massive, uh, spiritual awakening for people who may, may have not like had that or been on that path before the pandemic. And I think because a lot of people had a lot of time to also reflect on themselves. And like you said, see like what's toxic, what relationships are toxic in their life, what's not serving anymore, what habits are actually not in alignment with their blessed up versions of themselves. And there was a lot of that reevaluating in that sense. Um, So I think there's also uh, a knowing that like, our needs are going to be met. And yes, there's a lot of craziness going on. And of course we can pray for people that are suffering and hurting. I think like the best way to also uh, navigate through these times is for people to be in their power as well. Um, Because not only like does that shift our perspective, but it also um, permeates into our communities and the world at large. And there can like, I think that's how 
we're here to be the light. And so I think now is the time where we're here to really walk the talk and practice what we've preached and really implement like the lessons and um, the wisdom we've really learned along the way. And so I'm curious to hear like, what, what would you say of someone who, uh, wants that but may not necessarily see that yet especially in their business like they feel like Mm -hmm. they've done so much work on themselves but it's still not showing in their business Mm, one of the most frustrating ones you know in the book I talk about we're basically as humans in three schools you're either primarily in the school of love the school of health or the school of money and so people that are feeling real that real angst around the business isn't moving or the finances aren't coming in or the traction isn't there, the people aren't really getting the message, um, it will move faster the more in alignment you really are. Because any time I have been in my heart and in my soul and did what I wanted to do because, and I didn't care if there was anyone else there, that's when I became a magnet for whoever it was right for. But anytime I got into my head of how am I going to make money and how am I going to pay those bills or how is this going to happen and who's going to sign up and what's this going to look like? And I'm going to, am I going to look like a loser because no one signs up for my programs or, you know, all that stuff that's from the neck up, you know, that's when it gets hard. And I think that there's enough of us at this point that Either we've already learned the spiritual principles and now it's a matter of using them. It's not enough about knowing about prayer or meditation or surrender or flow or alignment or being the vibrational match. It's about being and implementing what you do know. And then for other people that are a little newer on their spiritual path or manifestation journey, then really guarding your focus and reading books and listening to podcasts that are going to just fill you up with the knowledge, the faith, the certainty that Mm. you can be, do, and have anything and everything you desire. Amen. I love that. Yeah, because especially like the feminine energy being so much about intuition, to me, it's like if you aren't speaking or living your truth, that throat is blocked. And so that energy from your heart can't really reach the third eye. It's fragmented because this throat chakra of speaking and living your truth, I think it goes hand in hand with embodiment because Mm -hmm. truth is your identity. And so to me, I like my book is called alignment is the true hustle. And so it's like the, the real work is finding that alignment. And that alignment also comes with you speaking, embodying and living your truth and not allowing the outside world to steer you off course or to even uh, dictate you to uh, infuse doubt. And like I said, I think if you're a queen, like you don't allow that to, to bother you. And I think at times, especially like when we're feeling low, that can be a test that can really come in to see whether or not you really believe in yourself, whether or not you're actually walking the talk, whether or not uh, you're actually, like you said, implementing what you've learned. Um, And so I do think there are gradual phases and that in itself is like an activation 
Um, because like I even talk about like in my quiz and the honor the journey quiz, like I have um, the activation and then the second phase is the alignment. And then the third phase is the ascension. And so you need to be able to find these pieces to gradually grow. And from that space, I think personally, that's how I think one becomes a queen. Um, and I think part of that alignment is also balancing that divine masculine and divine feminine. So you were talking earlier about like the, like the masculine energy is about I and the feminine energy is about we, but when we find that within ourselves and we do that work within ourselves first, because I, I, that's part of the embodiment piece that I like you still need that divine masculine. I think there needs to be a balance of the two because that I is the foundation piece so that you can be in that we. And so I want I want to hear like your take of the importance of really embracing the divine masculine and the divine feminine within to really embody the queen that you are. Mm-hmm. So both of those energies are in both male and female. The problem with Western society is that we've become addicted to all things masculine energy. So Mm -hmm. we only revere what's tangible, concrete, logical, linear, uh, taking action, initiating, um, thinking, all of that stuff. And ultimately, masculinity is about giving. So we've created a culture that if you're not giving meaning like being the one in control about what's going on, then it's people get scared, nervous, and, and feel uh, disempowered. Where we've made the, the all things feminine either wrong, crazy, or only something you do when there's enough time and money left over. So the feminine mm. is about the insightful, the intuitive, the spiritual, the creative, the playful, the passionate, the invisible, the seeing things not as they are, but as they could be. Femininity is about being, not thinking, or not doing. It's about feeling, not thinking. Um, and ultimately, femininity is about receiving. So I, in chapter three, I write about the injured feminine instinct. And to the degree that anything in your life is not working at the level that you desire it is due to your inability to receive that level of nourishment, love, success, mm-hmm. attention, And so our opportunity really is to heal that injured feminine instinct so that then we can be in balance. And so Mm -hmm. it's like we've been told there's a two box carton of crayons and there's a red and a green. And you're supposed to use red for basically everything. And if there's enough time or money left over, sometimes you're allowed to use a little bit of green. But when, so that's just this all or none, black or white, right or wrong, good or bad kind of consciousness. But when you open up to the beautiful integration of masculine and feminine energy, that's when the 64 and unlimited box of crayons appears. And you realize that you have choice and you don't always have to just default into your masculine or your red crayon and be like, I might feel like peach today. Maybe it's about turquoise. Maybe it's brown. Maybe it's, and you have choice to really use all of the capacity that spirit has placed within us. Oh, I love that analogy. It's really fun. It's like uh, breaking the mold in that sense. And I think like, I know for me, like that's the piece that I've, that's what like the biggest drive of my book is to help people understand. Because to me, I think there's a lot of that, um, inner feminine, uh, 
or the injured feminine and that wounding is really rooted in childhood. And so I know for me, like with my programs, I, I'm really passionate about having people like look at those pieces. Cause again, like there, those are all the fundamental pieces of the subconscious really being formed and developed. And that's just going to really um, dictate our patterns, not just personally or in relationships, but also in business in that sense. So I want to talk about with, cause that like is also like a structure and a foundation. So I want to talk a little bit more about business and really talk about, um, cause something that I love to do personally is I like to plan quarterly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a way of creating that, um, that structure and even the bulk contenting and really the game plan in that sense, because I think, especially if you're someone who's devoted to the spiritual path, a lot can change in three months as well. Um, So I'm curious to hear the way that like you really, really help people understand the importance, like you've mentioned a bit, but how we need to infuse more pleasure and play and self-nourishment as well as really embracing what the golden age, the Aquarian age is about because it was about competition in the Piscean age. And then I, I really think like 2020 was like the shift that we thought was supposed to happen in 2012. Um, because we have like, they, a lot of people say like the Mayan calendar could have, like we could have misinterpreted it, but there's also, uh, we think of like a uh, leap year too. So there could be a lot of that. Like there's so much, uh, we, we, we put a concept around time, but like what is really time? So I'm, I'm curious to hear, you know, how you're passionate to really help entrepreneurs infuse that pleasure and the community aspect and really focusing and really honing in on the bigger vision within that quarter And then Mm -hmm. from that space, how they can really grow and really optimize their medicine being shared with the world. Mm -hmm. I think a a perfect example is an opportunity fell into my lap recently. And, you know, I've for the past 15 years, I've done private coaching um, and I still do private high end coaching. But I've also taught groups and retreats and held global events. And I was just really praying for a big new opportunity to come in. And I got invited to be a brand ambassador for this like super high quality collagen skincare line. And I was like, what? Like this, that, that wasn't on any vision board. It wasn't in my consciousness. <laughs> I just was like, what is this? And so the more I got into it, the more I realized why I'm having so much fun with it is because it is about the collective and the collaboration. And it's not just about me being the brand ambassador, but inviting the women in my community or women who listen to my podcast or um, women that are part of my Q Club app to come and be brand ambassadors with me. And so it it would have been fine and fun to do it on my own. And I would have made a lot of money and people would have gotten a lot of great skincare and drinkable collagen. But this time it's about, it feels like more like a party. Like we all are doing this together and we're jumping on Zoom and we're in conversation and we're, um, you know, growing our wealth together and we're in connection and community all the time. So the relationships are growing deeper and it's just so much more fun. And so, you know, we set weekly goals and we basically like, we've like, we've chunked it down that much because when you only have a certain amount of time, but you only have a certain amount of attention. So when you just stay focused on what's your goal this week 
And then you can reevaluate and set another one the next week and then next week. So really chunking down your time and your goals and your focus is so important. When you're doing it, it, when you're having fun and in accountability with others, it just Mm -hmm. makes it so exponential. Totally. Because I like to remind people that the lone wolf days are over. Totally. There's something that's really special too in that collaboration and that, that community coming together because someone that can be in that may have like wisdom or guidance that you don't have and vice versa. And I think that's, that's something that I also like to say with my, my clients is that you can also be learning from your students as well. Um, so I think that in itself is a humbling piece to understand too, because there isn't like a hierarchy just because of uh, social proof or like a vanity metric or, or a money, like, Yes, you've tapped into that wealth consciousness, but we're all equals here and we're all children of God here. And so I'm curious to hear, like, what do you see as, you know, and especially women, I want to talk about this right now. It's like more women step into their power and they, cause you know, empowered women, empowered women and, and Queens fix each other's crowns. So I'm curious to hear like, what's the vision that you see as more and more Queens are helping fix each other's crowns? Uh, well, I mean, what I'm seeing right now is the prioritization around being in community, mm-hmm. being happy not working all the time and really deepening relationship. And from that place, the money is flowing and growing. It's it's rather than work, 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 do things you don't like to climb the ladder of success and then take off a little time to go have a little fun. It's that in the fun and in the connection, the vibration raises and then it attracts all things like it, which is every level of abundance, including financial success. So um, that's why you're seeing women starting to travel more and not work as hard, but the conversation isn't all around the money anymore. And I'm not saying that people don't need new money to come in. And I'm not saying that some people aren't really struggling financially. I'm just saying that there's a shift in priority around it, especially for the people who have been at the money-making game for a while. It's just no longer about just going for the next dollar amount and going for the next dollar amount. It's really like, how much joy can I create in my life knowing that the money will come? Mm, Totally. And with that money, how can I also give back? And I I love that I'm also seeing so many more um, entrepreneurs really not only investing in companies that actually are are choosing to make a difference in the world. And there's a lot of social change happening in that sense. But you're seeing that more as a common theme of more people uh, really uh, donating more and for causes that they believe in. And I think that in itself is super beautiful and powerful as mm-hmm. well. Um, because I think, when, you know, when you look back at your life, like you want to activate a legacy that is beyond just like the dollar amount you made. It's also about like how much of an impact you've you've made in a difference and how, how did you really change the world from when you, like where it was when you were born to where it is when you're leaving. And mm-hmm. I think that's the big piece that we need to understand is that we're here to really activate a legacy that can really impact generations to come. And so like I was sharing before, like it looks really uh, messy and testy right now, but I think like 
after all chaos comes order and the order that's to come from this, because like, I, I think the biggest thing that I've been really honing in on is that God is in charge. And so with that, like there isn't doubt creeping in that like this dismantle and like there, there's, there's nothing that can have power over that. <laughs> um, and so from that space, rather than continuously, um, feeding the fear mongering or that fear narrative that's been imposed, that's doing its best to control people. I think more people are really stepping into their power as well, because more people have also been uh, devoted to that sovereign embodiment. So I'm curious to hear, um, you know, and you've mentioned it a bit in this conversation, but how your relationship with God has really helped you um, through prayer and through visualization really helped you, um, like have that drive and desire um, to not only actualize your dreams and desires, but how you've seen that really um, impact the collective as well. Yeah. I mean, I've been very blessed to have had a relationship with God my whole life. Um, What life does is depending on the circumstances, deepen that relationship. And so, you know, just really actually applying more spiritual principle. Um, even though I've always had a relationship with God, like my programming was, well, if you want more money, you have to work harder. And that, you know, well, maybe some people are just more deserving or more talented or more worthy. And so not applying, like if you would ask me is, does, you know, are some people more worthy than others from a spiritual perspective? I would say, of course not. And yet unconsciously, I would see even in my own life where I would say like, oh, well, so-and-so can do that because she's whatever, but I could never. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like creating these imbalances that are just not based on spiritual perspective. So I think the older I get, it's really looking to see where can I place spiritual principle to live my best life, including manifest all of my desires. I love that. And living your best life, you know, it comes from believing in yourself. And so, like I said, you have to really believe in yourself first if you're going to really attract in people who also believe in you. So something that I know I've been working on because I'm a super perfectionist. (laughs) Um, I'm curious of hearing you talk about like the Little Miss uh, Perfect Syndrome and how that can really Mm -hmm. uh, hinder us from sharing our message and our medicine out there. I want to talk about, uh, you know, a little bit more about that and the importance of really transcending that uh, so that we can really step up our game and really revolutionize the world with our medicine. Yes. Well, one of the archetypes in the book is Little Miss Perfect. And she is Little Miss Perfect because she's super codependent. Mm-hmm. And women, and I know this because this is what I live, that's why I wrote about it, um, is that when you need to be approved of or liked or accepted by other people, then you feel safe. Well, that's a really, really rough way to live because if you are basing your safety, your security, your worthiness, your permission to live uh, dependent upon how someone else thinks or feels on any given day, you're always going to be at the effect of other people. So really losing little Miss Perfect syndrome. um, And I hate to say little Miss Perfect needs to die so that the queen can really evolve and come forth and live her 
live her true calling, which is not about being perfect. It's about being benevolent. Hmm. And I think uh, also a queen would would respect that mistakes happen. (laughs) And, you know, I think there's so much of, uh, and there's growing, you know, I I talked about this a couple of weeks ago with Ashley Polar, this, this vision that I keep seeing is like, the mistakes that we've made. And of course, when you're in business, you're going to make mistakes. Like you're not going to be perfect in business as well. There can be bad investments you made or whatever. There can be, that was just an example. Um, But I think like what the way that I see it is like those mistakes, instead of seeing it as trash and like dwelling on that past thing, how can you use that as compost and take the nutrients from it to plant new seeds and to really grow your garden. Um, because like I said, I think there, there is a deeper level of compassion that can come through and that awareness that you can either know like what not to do in the future and, or what you can share and what you can sell in a way as well. Because, um, I think that's, if you're going to choosing to be an entrepreneur, the things that you've, the, the things that you've been able to overcome and, the challenges that once were, uh, there's a reason for that. And rather, if you're even if you're not an entrepreneur, but if you are choosing to take that leap and start your business, that allows you to you have an ability to really build a business and to grow. Because again, I think there's that humanity level uh, from your clients that would be like, "Hey, like they've done it, and this is someone I respect. Like it's okay." If I've been there too, because there's hope because I see how this person that I'm following or learning from uh, did it. And so there's there there is like light at the end of that tunnel as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I mean, I am I just think like again, like we're just we're spiritual beings having this human experience. And um I think the biggest thing is really going from victim to victorious. And that to me is so much of what a queen means. And that to me is so much of what it takes to, uh, in the journey, I think, I think that's why we're here um, because there's so many of us that are healing. um, Well, we all are ancestral karma and inner child trauma. And I think like the biggest thing that I'm passionate about helping people understand is like you get to be that sacred disruptor that says it ends with me and it doesn't have to continue forward down my lineage, whether if you have children or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I'm excited to see that more people are also craving that. And I think uh, it's just been a really beautiful time to even, you know, that we've had technology that we can share each other's medicine and messages and, and bring inspiration. And again, like that beacon of hope that things, anything can be possible. So I just want to, the last piece I just really want to talk about is um, really honoring your journey and just trusting that process. Um, Because like I said, there's, if you've had money challenges in the past, like down the line, you could be teaching about how you've conquered that. If you've had inner child problems in the past, you can go ahead and teach people how you've like healed that inner child relationships, whatever. Um, So I'm curious to see like, what's really, and I'm here, I want to hear what's really inspiring you right now after so much of the reflection, like I said, between the book and um, the pandemic and just things just really, um, 
uh, it's not, I said this or something better. Cause I think for you, you've seen that there's been a something better than what you thought was, was going to unfold. <laughs> yes. There's always an evolution, you know, it's, it's also kind of a coming full circle. I think that, um, you know, my, my work started out as a psychotherapist and teaching spirituality and queenhood based on the ancient story of Queen Esther of Persia. And then because I was broke and queens aren't broke, I had to go on a whole transformational journey around healing that money story. And now it's really come back full center to the work and the message that I love to speak about is less about the nuts and bolts of business and much more about uh, the consciousness of a queen. Mm, yeah, because um, I, I was talking with my best friend, uh, Chris, the other day, and I'm sure you feel this too, but the future is based on energetics. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is a game of energetics. And um, that's why, again, I think there's so many people that are waking up, so many people doing the work um, from that. You can magnetize clients, you can magnetize uh, relationships, you can magnetize money, you can magnetize your desires. Um, so I really appreciate you answering that call to help people step into their queendom, because that to me is just the def- the definition of sovereign embodiment. And uh, that's the piece that I'm I'm really passionate about. And I'm excited to see more of, you know, what's unfolding with you and your work. And the fact that, like I said, I'm this book has been an inspiration for me to create and design like a beautiful um, book, because I know like so much of my book is about ancestral and inner child um, healing so that we can really be in our sovereign embodiment. And I think, like I said, I think it's important to do that deep work. Um, you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. otherwise if we're continuously bypassing it, I think you're really missing the golden nugget of what it means to be, um, human and what it means to really live life to the fullest. Uh, so to wrap up, I want to do a quick lightning round questions uh, for you. (laughs) Okay, what does sovereignty mean to you? Living according to one's truth. Amazing. What book, and not your own, but maybe your own, what book would you say was the one that really shift brought a big shift into your life? Women Who Run With the Wolves. Mm, love that. What would you say to your younger self? Start sooner. Mm. Where can we find more of you? Divineliving.com. If you want the book, you can go to divineliving.com forward slash book. If you want the free companion course, go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity. Uh, and if you want to check out the podcast, it's Divine Living. And otherwise, you can find me on Instagram at Genity. Amazing. And what last little nugget of wisdom would you want to share to whoever is listening? Shine your light bright and just know that the message or the gift or the talent or the dream that you have inside of you is very important and it's meant for so, so, so many people. It might not look like who you're in front of right now are those people, but don't let that discourage you. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. 
I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam. Satnam.